Guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley, joined as always by the number one producer in Late Night, is Sherry Voluntary. Sherry, how are you doing? I'm pretty wonderful. I've been being nose raped all day, but good. <laughs> this is, I feel, I feel like I'm having deja vu all of a sudden. <laughs> do you? Do you have deja vu a lot? A little bit, Sherry? a little bit. Yeah. You do? Okay. I, I actually have deja vu a lot, and I feel like that means tumor. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Well, th- thank you, WebMD, for, <laughs> for validating my opinion. Uh, what'd you do this weekend, Sherry? Uh, this weekend, I don't remember what I did, honestly. <laughs> well, that's so flattering because I visited oh, right. you this You're weekend. Here. Jesus Christ! Forget everything I said about the number one producer. You're you've fallen way down the list now. Hey, just hey, for that, I had a head injury, and you can't spring everything on me, all right? Because I can't remember things. It's been two whole days since you were here. Oh, I had a head injury. I'm a I'm a woman. I <laughs> I'm old Jesus. too. Uh, I'm I'm old. <laughs> Oh my God! Well, to be to be fair though, to be fair, you did spend most of your time with Mike of Mike and friends while you were in, in town. So, you know, this well, time it wasn't mostly us hanging out because you guys were doing some working on a project. So, yeah, that's we were working on a project, and we're not ready to announce that yet. But it's it's going to be very very soon, yeah. and it's going to involve some some funny stuff that you can give us money for. So, yeah. I'm looking. For, I'll tell you what we didn't do this weekend because we were so busy uh, enjoying liberal libertarian community. Right, right. Hard to say that out loud without <laughs> laughing. Um, we we missed the Oscars. Yeah. Did you did you did you see anything? Did you even, first of all? Did you even know the Oscars were coming on? Not until after they aired. <laughs> Okay, so I'm like that too, and you can actually pull up the article down there. I, I saw the ratings, and so this is amazing. So the ratings not only were the worst of all time, but the but the ratings were 58% lower than the lowest they had ever been. And the lowest they had ever been was last year. Wow. You want to talk about trending in the... That, that kind of looks like our analytics on Facebook. If you put Oscars viewership in our, and you look at the like the way the lines are going, right. that's, it's basically the same direction. The only thing is like big tech, though, is still they're pushing the Oscars hard and they're really not pushing Alan Mosley. It's too late. No, for sure. Yeah, if I, if I was starting off with a, with a with an advance of 10 million reach right or or whatever like that sounds low for the oscars but that's actually all yeah you know i i I feel (laughs) like i feel like you could do well if you had a reach of 10 million i'm just saying i think you would do really well you know the thing is is that of course you know they they act like they do the hillary clinton why right they can't figure out why why they're why they're tanking of course we can figure out why they're tanking there's there's you know there's more functional reasons like having to push back lots of projects because of diseases of unknown origins right and and because all the theaters were closed for a long time and so there's basically no box office yeah like like those are legitimate reasons why you could say well this is basically like a mulligan right right but there's also but that doesn't really explain like multiple years of going downhill what it what it also <laughs> perhaps is is that people don't really want to listen to a bunch of grandstanding by leftist pedophiles no, and, and they've kind of run out of run out of patience for that, and so the thing, so this is the thing I wanted to really hit on is I, I looked at the article because I wanted to just see just like like do you ever look things up because you're just like well if it comes up at the water cooler I'll yeah, vaguely know what they're absolutely. talking okay. I had not heard of any of these damn movies <laughs> that were on like that were the winners of the various cat like I had heard of some of the actors and actresses because right. they're you know they're like the same every year right yeah yeah. But I had not heard of any of these movies, and it actually got to me got me to thinking. You know, a lot of people say that the award ceremonies look look, the award ceremonies have always been political. Like, don't kid yourself that they ever were not political to some degree. Oh yeah, but they're so hyper political or hyper partisan even now than they ever were even five or ten years ago. That now it's. It, like, it isn't even just because the theaters aren't open. You don't recognize the movies because they only pick, like, 
Sundance Film Festival <laughs> hardcore Marxist films, and that's Best Picture. Right. And, and like you compare that to the Grammys, where you know people used to complain that the only people who sold the most albums won Grammys, and that's not necessarily who's objectively the most talented artist. Right. And I would agree with that, but but now they've devolved another step further to. It's just whoever's most connected wins. Right. It isn't even necessarily who's popular or talented. Right. And it's kind of the same way about the Oscars. Is that it's not even necessarily a, a matter of who's talented or popular. Now it's just who's who's in the end. Yeah, you know, like, if you did, um, you know, go just strictly on what what sales, what sold at the box office, then that would at least yeah. be a metric that you could, you know, you can measure that, you know, snakes on a plane would have won an Oscar probably. But well, like, like I know, I know that there's lots of like, look, I, I've watched some B list and independent type movies and thought, Hey, I was a pretty good, you know, yeah. but because their production values are lower, they, they therefore need better writing and a better script and a plot and all that, that you really follow. And you're like, Hey, that was unique or that was a different take on a trope or whatever. Right. Um, and and if it was based, if if at least one of the metrics was popularity, obviously those films wouldn't really be eligible for Oscars. Right. But let's let's not kid ourselves. Those those films have basically never been eligible right. for Oscars. That's how it is. <laughs> and so it actually got me to think, and this will be a fun little thing for you and I, okay. is what are some of your favorite movies? And not talking about B movies, but right. like some of your favorite movies that were also critically acclaimed and won awards or whatever that. If that they probably either they wouldn't win today because they're not just expressly hyper political. Right. Or uh, or they, they just they were successful at the time. And you're like and you're you're putting them up next to like the movies that are winning awards now. And you're like, wow. Right. Like, I'm like, I'm sorry, but. You know, like Saving Private Ryan on many levels is a lot better movie than Dan gets a sex change. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just not as good of a film right. as you know whatever the, yeah. the Godfather. Right. Yeah. Oh, the Godfather's great. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, one of my all-time favorite movies that is just incredible and got so much well-deserved critical acclaim, I think, is Goodfellas. I happen to love that movie. And, um, you know, it's kind of based on a true story and everything. And so mm -hmm. I, I don't I don't know that that would do as well today. I don't think it would do as well today. And all well, it, it wouldn't do to well as well today in a literal sense, because Ray Liotta's face is disintegrated. <laughs> well. he, you'd have to you'd have to find someone else. Yeah, but that yeah. being neither here nor there. Um, yeah. Goodfellas was a good movie. It's awesome. Um, you know, I, I was even just thinking of movies like just in the last you know, like 20 to 30 years, or yeah. we'll even say just since the nineties that mm -hmm. the night, like, like I was saying before, like the nineties were political, right? Don't like, just because you may not remember it as much, or maybe because it was more subtle, doesn't mean it wasn't political. Right. But the nineties were basically an anarchist paradise. Compared right. To, right. <laughs> compared I, to the 2020s. Yeah. I think one that, you know, you and I had talked about before was, um, which I haven't actually seen was Django Unchained. Um, yes. that one, and, and it's, you know, even with all of its themes, I don't think that it's received well by the woke of today. Um, so mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I mean, that wasn't that long ago. You know, well, we just, so we just watched a time to kill. Oh yeah. We good. just watched that. And so, so I, a lot of people seen that for people who haven't seen that, I'm going to, I'm not going to give anything away other than to tell you that is the movie from which the Samuel L. Jackson meme arose of, yes, I think they deserve to die yeah. and I hope they burn in hell. Yes. If it, that's it. That's the whole yeah. movie. And then it rolls credits mm -hmm. and. And speaking of pedophiles, <laughs> Kevin Spacey is in it. <laughs> well, it's, it, there's, there's pedophiles in the movie thematically and there's pedophiles in the movie that's artistically. <laughs> life reflecting art, art reflecting life. How about that? This is all right. So we're going to move on because this is starting to get a little dark for me. If that's all right with you, <laughs> I'm trying. Like this is not not for me the person. Right, okay. For me the I I'm playing the character Alan Mosley, oh. the host of the show, oh. and he is off put by your comments, okay, Sherry. Okay. All right. All right. So one thing I wanted to touch on before we go to our first break is. 
everybody knows our our favorite Fox political pundit, uh, uh, pundit uh, Tommy Lahren. And I actually I actually looked up to to pronounce her name right. I've always called her Tommy Lauren. It's Tommy Lahren. Tom, I always call her Tommy Lauren. So I had it both wrong. Yeah. Well, it it goes to show how much you care about her that you remember. Right. Her name. She's my so, fave. Yeah. yeah. So 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 Tommy Lahren. Do we have a picture of her? I think we do. <laughs> That's got some serious Casey Anthony vibes to it. <laughs> yeah. Like how, like it's not that her hair is disheveled, but it's it's the style that it is. Uh-huh. It kind of looks a little, you know, White, and that that appears as if I know where my daughter is, but I'm not telling. <laughs> that roll of In- duct tape is under my seat. I got to get that later. Yeah. So, so Tommy there had written a tweet and it's one of those, you know, that meme of the high school kid playing football. And he says, they had us in the first half. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. This is, this is textbook that pull pull up the tweet right here. I'm going to read it. No, actually, no, what? No, Sherry, you read it. You do a good Tommy. You read the tweet. Okay. All the pansy lives can stand doors with two masks, celebrate milestones over Zoom calls with their impossible burgers, vegan shit, and call social workers if they are in danger while the rest of us going about our living our lives in our free freaking country with our guns, meat, and police. How was that? It wasn't that great, honestly. I mean, I'm 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 just as turned off by that as anything ever. So I needed more yes. breaths in. So all that just to end it with, and police. (laughs) And you know, and you know, we're willing to give the cops a fair shake on this program. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think we're totally fair to them. (laughs) But it just, it just goes to show, we talked about this literally just last week. It goes to show the complete intellectual bankruptcy of the right. Yeah. That that they are willing to align themselves with the thin blue with the, you, you take the, this is hyper partisanship, right? You yeah. take the pro police stance because the, uh, your political opposition has taken the opposing stance. So you right. feel, you feel required to do obligated to do so. Mm-hmm. But what's funny about that is, is that of course she talks about guns or even meat for that matter, which we're not going to go into all that stuff about meat and the right. uh, environment, and all that stuff. But just the point being is, is that, if if every Democrat running for office next year all won their races, and this was basically a one party oligarchy, it mm-hmm. kind of is anyway. It kind of is anyway. Right. But if it but if it was even more, and then those legislatures, states and and nationwide, were to pass all the emission standards and and in anti in pro gun legislation or uh, uh, anti gun legislation, uh, and they were ordering the confiscation of everything you hold dear, who would be the people going to enforce those edicts? Mm-hmm. It would be the uh, same police that she puts that big stamp of approval on right at the end of her tweet. Right. She's a real wood killer. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so anyway, I, I, I had a good response for her because she specifically had this point in her tweet of, well, we're going to go on living right. in, in a free freaking country with those things. So this was my response to Tommy is, well, Duncan Limp loved guns and I'm sure he loved meat too. So why can't he go on living? Oh, oh that's so good. That's a spicy meatball right there, Alan Mosley. Well, thank you very much. Guys, we're going to be back with the meme of the week and the viewer mail right after this break. Don't go away. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. Guys, welcome back to the show. Hey, Sherry. Yes, Alan. What time is it? It's Meme of the Week. You can take your mask off outside now. Oh, that is, that's truth right there. <laughs> Isn't it though? So that's actually, it's making reference to that the CDC have updated their guidelines on when it is and isn't appropriate to, to mask up and stay safe. Um, we're actually going to talk about that in the next segment. So we're going to, we're going to save that for now, but 
as we've as we've become want to do lately, we got a couple of runner up memes. So here is runner up number one. <laughs> that's that's totally accurate. I bet you can fit a lot in there. Yeah. Uh, yes. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> when when she fades, that's what we'll see. We'll see the the act itself happening on OnlyFans. Well, you know how it is. It's all it's always flame out porn death. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. wish. No. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, the last meme for this week. Let the torturing <laughs> commence. Yes, that's good. That's good. That 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 makes him like one of the one percent, right? right? Of the people who actually watch the Oscars. Right. It's like Gitmo. That's what they're using to torture the the poor souls at Gitmo. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, there you are then. Yeah. There you have let's it. uh, let's answer some viewer mail. Yeah. Dear Alan and Sherry. No. That's so no us. Way. <laughs> <sighs> okay. We're going to start off with Andrew Avery this week, who writes, uh, Dear Alan and Sherry, is a firefly delighted if you cut off its tail? Its tail. Mm. Yeah. I think it's dead, actually, if you yeah. cut off its tail. I've done that when I was a kid. Yeah. They die. Wow. <laughs> Dark. Is, every, is everything okay at home? All right. All right. <laughs> I, li I like how I, I was joking, but I was also asking, and then I was just met with silence, which I feel like is Sherry's way of saying, yes, everything's fine. Right. And you shouldn't broach it. <laughs> oh, air. you were asking me. I thought you were asking Andrew Avery. No, I was asking you because you're the one saying that when you were a kid, you were murdering living well, creatures. You can so. rub their glowy stuff on you. And we, we tried to rub their glowy stuff on us. Uh, you could just like. Get the little glow yeah. sticks and do that. Right. You don't have to kill beings. Well, do I didn't know that at the time, and we were too poor to buy glow sticks. They were expensive when All I was right. little. Too poor to buy glow sticks, <laughs> but wealthy enough of spirit to kill things. That's right. All right. Jeff Je Jeff Johnson writes, "Dear Alan or Sherry, De dear Alan or Sherry, I don't know, dear Alan or Sherry, bubble baths or showers." Sherry, do you take bubble baths or showers? Oh, I love a good bubble bath. I'm just, I'm a total bather for sure. <laughs> Are you a 9-11 bather? <laughs> yes. I mean, I I knew the answer to that. And that, and for legal reasons, you probably shouldn't have answered it. But Yeah, I'm an Obama bather. I mean, for me, the obvious answer is showers. And frankly, you find me a man who actually answers that they prefer bubble baths over showers and I will find for you um, some kindling. <laughs> uh, Su Suzanne Sherman writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, churros or cotton candy? Sherry, churros or cotton candy? I'm, I'm going to go with cotton candy. I, I love the way it just like melts on your tongue. So I've actually probably only had cotton candy like a couple of times in my life. And it was okay. I mean, it's just, it, you just, just eat sugar. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Just eat sugar. It's sugar with a new um, texture. So I, so I do have the confession. I've actually never eaten a churro before. Yeah. I'm not sure if I have or not. I, I feel like the Hispanic portion of our audience just <laughs> is, is, is really turned off by this. Um, all one of I'm, them. Yeah. <laughs> All, all one of them. Um, I mean, it's only one of them, but when you figure there's only like seven people watching the show, that's actually a high that, percentage of our audience. That's true. Right? That's true. All You're right? very diverse, okay. Ellen. <laughs> I've always said that. <laughs> um, uh, Clay Davis writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, if you were starting a band, what would you name it? <sighs> uh, I'm going to go with Unsmelled Discoveries. That, you know, that that reminds me, do you remember that skit on, on Mad TV where it was like the dating service? It was called Lowered Expectations. Right. Oh, so good. We should, you should name the band Lowered Expectations. That's a good band name right there. It's rock um, and roll. It's got, I mean, it's got to be Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. <laughs> it's, so that's, so that's the fake band right. from the movie 
that thing you do, which is also a movie about, I mean, every band in that movie is fake because it's, it's a movie. It's not even, right. it's not even a real life, yeah. but that's a fake band within the movie about fake. A band. Yeah. I, I yeah, think it's, you, you could also do, I hate Mondays because it has special yes. meaning for you. Yes. <laughs> um, l lobsters on a steak. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Jonathan Carranza writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, is Kamala a reptilian? You know, Jonathan, I feel like that's pretty low effort on your yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. So, so, you, so you come back with a question that has not already been answered, both A, on this show, and B, is not just obvious. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, Aldirio writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, who's the most well-known music artist you don't care for. Yeah. See, that's see. I I actually already told Lyle. I was reading that sentence, and I was waiting for him to hit me with that you've met. Ah. But it's not that. It's that you don't care for. Ah. Sherry, who is the most well-known artist you don't care for? Um, I'm gonna go with Taylor Swift. Even though I I like some of her music, like people are just so gaga over her, and I. Mm -hmm. No, not, Taylor Swift, not Gaga. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, the problem with Taylor Swift is, is that she like her, she basically made a career and I understand she's done a lot more material right. since she was much younger, but she basically made a career out of these like pop songs of all of her jilted lovers yes. who, who did her wrong. And she was writing about those experiences. She was parlaying that experience into song right and then and then <laughs> but she's clearly somebody who doesn't like learn absorb learning <laughs> from any of her life experiences because she says all those things and right. then she gets involved with john mayer right not wise so so now everyone out there now has in their mind that john mayer did her <laughs> Which, which means she's going to be dead soon. I, I mean, I know that the, I know that the medications have gotten much better, but I, I watched, I watched that movie, uh, Dallas Buyers Club, and I'm led to believe Taylor doesn't have much longer. Ooh, ooh, ooh! And this is, this is what you say about a musician that you actually really love. So, I mean, yeah, he's, he's a fantastic guitar player and, and, and songwriter. He's just. He he literally when I when I talk about space aids on the show, I'm talking about whatever it is John Mayer has. <laughs> I, I wish I wish Taylor Swift would come on this show. It's a late night show. We need more music artists to do segments so that we have less work to do ourselves. Yes, correct. I feel like if there was any chance Taylor Swift would come on the show, it's much lower now than it was uh, like five minutes ago. That's true. Although you did say her ex that she doesn't like has space aids, so. Well. Oh, that's a plus. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing a mask ain't going to help you, honey. <laughs> On that one. Um, Dave Matthews fan. Uh, Mike yeah. Meharry writes, uh, dear, Dave Matthews fan sucks. Like, I don't even know why anyone likes that crap. <laughs> some of it's good. So some of the artists, some some of the bandmates around him are pretty talented. Yeah. And he just goes. <laughs> it's, it's just it's it's just <laughs> awful. It's just awful. Um, I'll trigger a bunch of people right here and say Bob Dylan. Anyway, oh. uh, Mike Meharry writes, dear Alan and Sherry, because this is for you, too, Sherry. OK. If you were starting an NFL franchise, this is how you know it's for Sherry. If you were starting <laughs> an NFL franchise, who would be your QB? And it can oh. be an active or retired quarterback from when they were in their prime. Okay. You, you want me to answer? Yes. This is okay. clearly for you. So I, being from Knoxville, Tennessee, I'm yes. going to go with the demigod Peyton Manning. That's my pick. Peyton Manning truly has ascended to a higher form he than has. the rest of us, has he not? Correct. You can tell. You can tell by how his forehead reached, <laughs> reaches to the heavens. <laughs> he, is, he has been called. He's been summoned. Peyton Manning is just a national treasure. I don't really give a damn what anyone says. So that's the correct answer. And and whoever Andrew Avery thinks about quarterbacks who played most of their career in the Boston area, you're wrong. It's yeah. Peyton Manning. 
Um, and that's just how it is. So guys, we're going to be back to talk about those new CDC guidelines and what it all means right after this break. Don't go away. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at info at Guys, welcome back to the show. We're going to talk a little bit today about those new CDC guidelines that are making headlines. So we've actually got an infographic for you because as as we and the CDC are aware, you guys are just way too stupid to make decisions for yourself, (laughs) nor can you read or write. So you need pictures. You need pictures to help you determine choosing safer activities. Now, for people who maybe have a hard time seeing this on their screens, uh, or for those listening on Anchor, on the left side is unvaccinated people and what they can and can't do. I I say can and can't loosely here because the CDC doesn't tell anyone anything. And on the right side, it's what fully vaccinated people can do. Now, I actually just want to actually kill that graphic for a second. I actually want to just say really quick before we dig into that, the fact that they're using this graphic and they've already separated the two different categories mm-hmm. of people when when not a week ago, people like us were saying they're just going to develop a caste system where they exclude yep. us from society. Here's, Where's the lie, though? Right. Here's our infographic. Like, like yeah, like, like, <laughs> like they're literally showing us how they plan to do it. So anyways, I'll pull this back up. So they, they've got it. They've got those two categories of people and they've and they've got it separated into safe activities, less safe activities and not safe activities. And then they also have you wear a mask or you don't wear a mask. If you're outdoors and you're walking, running, biking outdoors with members of your household, they feel confident that both unvaccinated and vaccinated people can do so without a mask. Uh, Wow. Pray, pray, thank, thank you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, also, attending a small outdoor gathering with fully vaccinated family and friends. Likewise, it's safe. Right. Uh-oh. Attend a small outdoor gathering with fully vaccinated and unvaccinated people. Well, unvaccinated people have to wear a mask, but right. fully vaccinated people don't. So you've already, so just at that point, you have now begun to separate the masses into two groups. Mm-hmm. If you're at, if you're at an outdoor event with other people and you don't necessarily know them, you, you can't verify who is and isn't vaccinated. Right. Not not everyone brought their card, Sherry. Right. Okay. They yeah. didn't have their papers. So the people who don't have their papers have to wear a mask. The people who do have their papers don't have to. But here's dine at an outdoor restaurant with friends from multiple household. If you're fully vaccinated, you can do that safely without a mask. But if you're unvaccinated, it's unsafe and you should mask up, says the CDC. You should sit at the table with a mask while the other people sitting at the table don't wear a mask. Right. And, and everyone pretend that that's normal. Yeah. Attend a crowded outdoor event like a live performance, parade, or sports event. They, so they just flat out say unvaccinated people just should not do that under any circumstances, mm-hmm. whereas fully vaccinated people can, but you have to put your mask back on. Right. Now, that's amazing to me because literally in the last line, yeah. they talked about being around other people and they may not be vaccinated. But if you're vaccinated, you're fine. Right. But being around. So being around seven people is good. But eight or more people, all of a sudden, the the the, the virus of unknown origin becomes emboldened by right. its numbers. <laughs> it's like right. the, it's like the sand people. You right. understand. Right. Right. It, they they come back in greater numbers. Yes. Yeah. I'm really sad that the audience didn't get to see what you just did right there. <laughs> I know. So, so for folks, for folks who aren't seeing at home, Sherry, Sherry went full sand person on us. <laughs> and now, now we're banned for racism. So let's move on. We're on to indoor activity, visiting a barber or hair salon. Just by the way, every single, every single indoor activity yes. is considered to be safe for a vaccinated person, but they have to wear a mask and is considered either unsafe or flat out do not do right. if you're not vaccinated. 
So just so you'll know, visit a barber or hair salon. Um, I, how visiting a barber is uh, just incredibly different from right. eating at an outdoor restaurant. We'll never know, but there you go. Wait, go to an, an uncrowded indoor shopping center or museum, but wear a mask. Ride public transport, attend a small indoor gathering of fully vaccinated people and unvaccinated. So though, uh, for all of those, it's considered less safe for an unvaccinated person and they should wear a mask. Mm -hmm. But even though it's considered safe for fully vaccinated people, they still recommend you wear a mask. It kind of goes back to that whole, well, what'd you take the vaccine for exactly? Right, exactly. So, and then, so finally, we'll just end with all the big ones. Indoor movie theater, full capacity worship. Yeah. Um, I, I love that. You know, pra praising and, and religious worship is on their list of, oh, no, we, we can't allow that. Citizen. Right, right. Uh, indoor restaurant or bar and then indoor high intensity extra. Oh, oh, isn't it perfect that the one considered most dangerous is the one that a lot of health experts actually would say is the worst part of the lockdowns is, well, yes. unhealthy people tend to be the ones most affected. So let's keep them unhealthy by banning gyms. Right. Oh. So... I also want to point out as well that while there were a few nuanced differences in the, so we can kill that nonsense. Yeah. While there were a few nuanced differences in the outdoor activities, for most of the guidelines that they recommend, they still recommend masks for, for, right. for in most places, for most people, regardless of your background, vaccine stance, whatever, they still recommend masks, which certainly, I mean, Follow me. I, I guess I'm. I guess I'm literally Alex Jones. But it seems to me like if it's if it's nigh unrecognizable what the differences are, then why did you bother getting the jab? Right. Exactly. Like that's they think we're crazy for not wanting to, to put this ex experimental thing into our bodies, and yet the the hard won freedom that they're fighting for only got them four more unmasked activities. If they're you know, and the thing is, is like the people that aren't getting the jab probably mm -hmm. don't care about when they should and shouldn't put on their mask, you know? <laughs> well, it, it also, too, it reminded me. So just yesterday, uh, the governor of Tennessee, here where we are, uh, Bill Lee, so he had announced the end of the emergency orders or, or mandates or whatever. Yeah. And so he actually went the step further and said, not only, so we never really had a statewide mask right. mandate, but he allowed counties to decide for themselves. Mm -hmm. He's now saying, I'm taking that back. Counties cannot have mask mandates with the exception of the handful of counties that have their own local health departments, mm -hmm. um, which unfortunately Davidson County, where Nashville is, is one of them. And Knox County was too, but you told me, so Knox County yeah. is letting that expire. Yeah. And they, yeah. we, the people here dismantled that board that yeah. brought the mandates in so <laughs> well that's how you get rid of the mandate you just dismantle the board that's right freedom well, <laughs> the only reason i even mentioned that is is that it just goes to show you that it was it's not about health it's not about science it's totally about politics yes in the in the same way that we see all the data and all the charts showing that lockdowns and masks were on on, on net show no particular correlation to effectiveness if any, if anything, they're flat out ineffective. And by and large, most of the states that are the most open have been open the longest and are most open today are showing better trajectories in terms of cases being down, recovery being up, and obviously because businesses are open, economic recovery being up over the states that are the most locked down. Um, but just to really drive the point home that it's about politics. So Davidson County, where Nashville is, the capital of Tennessee, they have a local health department. So they could theoretically still have a mask mandate. Right. And the governor said, well, I don't want there to be mask mandates, but I, I at least ask in good faith, will the counties that still have them, will you consider ending them in the month of May? The health department for Nashville said, no. No. Not only are we not going to end them now, we're also not going to end them in May. We're going to go at least to June. Wow. Just, and, just because and you made the recommendation. So, yeah. So, so since like June 1st is literally what is there, there's, there's 31 days in May, right? Just so I don't sound like an idiot. Yeah. I don't know. I think so. No, there's only, yeah, there's 30. Yeah. So just, just, just to show that they don't, they don't answer to you, Mr. Anti-science governor, <laughs> they're going to wait till June 1st to end the mandate as opposed to May 31st. Right. 
Um, so it, it, it actually reminded me of a story that I wanted to tell, that I was actually going for a walk around the, uh, the apartment here in Nashville. And we have this nice little, like, kind of wooded little circle. Yeah, like a cul-de-sac otherwise- thing. Yeah. And, and I was going for a walk. And even though there's still technically lockdowns and mandates in Nashville, um, it, most people aren't really, are, aren't really doing it anymore. Yeah. I mean, even, even as recently as maybe a couple of months ago, people were still doing it. But by and large, most restaurants have begun to just not enforce it. And I don't think there's been a lot of trouble with the police. But I was going for a walk and I happened, I was going by one of the units and there was a a very old lady who lives in that apartment who was at the door and she was in her own home and she was wearing a mask in her own home and she was answering the door because another, an older lady, but not as old as her, I think was her elder daughter, was like delivering her some stuff, like bringing her some groceries or whatever. Right. And they were both wearing masks and they were get, and she was giving her the groceries. Like, you know, like you open the door just a crack and you're right. like, you're putting it through the door and like like you could tell like they were actually like emotional that they were like having to talk through the storm door right and and like like i'll see like like putting your hand on the glass at the zoo like i'll see you again mr tiger you know (laughs) and it made me it made me frustrated and I didn't run over there and, and gripe at them because that's what an altist would do. Right. And we're not going to be like that anymore, libertarians. <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and, but it made me sad for them, too, because I thought there's, not, there's no police around. Right. There's no enforcement apparatus, really. They're, they're electing to, do, to obey. They're, they're going to signal their obedience to the authorities even even when they don't have to, even when there's not someone with a baton telling them they have to do it. Right. And it made me so sad because it certainly it certainly seemed like these two people loved each other. Yeah. And I just couldn't help but think it would just be so much greater if you would just just fling that door open and rip your masks off and, and embrace one another and, and share and spend the afternoon together. And don't 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 allow that fear to to quite literally drive a wedge between you yes and 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 furthermore it made me think i i'm cautiously optimistic at this point that the mandates are soon to end you know the summer's right around the corner the weather's starting to get real nice around Mm -hmm. here and and as and as that happens more and more people there'll, there'll be people with less patience to stay indoors right. as as the weather turns and and i really feel like the the mandates even in places where they still exist they're they're going to come to an end soon um with that said if if we woke up tomorrow and all the mandates were gone that doesn't mean that poor people like this right will go back to living their lives because the psychosis has gripped them. Yeah. It 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 has them. And and again, like I'm trying to be as sympathetic to them as I can that while I don't believe any of the crap from corporate media or or the CDC or who or anyone um like that for that for the authorities, they do. But but furthermore, they've been inundated with with the propaganda for over a year now. Right. For over a year, they've been hearing it twenty four seven on all the major networks for over a year, and I think what even the powers that be, who may very well want for economic reasons or political reasons or whatever, they may want to turn the corner on on the unknown origin virus. Um, I think that they're actually going to discover that even if they declare victory, you know, hang the banner, mission accomplished, even if they do that tomorrow, they're going to find that things won't get back to normal right away because these people that you've been pounding fear and and risk aversion into their brains this whole time they they won't be able to just flip it off with a switch right it's trauma it work. it's they're traumatized yeah they they are they're they're traumatized and that is that is criminal to me it yes. is it is abhorrent it's not just that we disagree with their views or that we have lots of data to suggest that their that their policies are incorrect 
And it's not just in, in the more onerous places, like for instance, in New York, where a Cuomo has policies that literally right. lead to the deaths of thousands of, of the elderly. It's, it's not just that, but just that the public at large have quite literally been traumatized. You know, you see comments, you see comments on, on social media from people where this, so the CDC tweeted, hey, we're changing the policies. And people were responding to the CDC. And I mean, like leftist types, like blue wave. I voted for Biden, Harris, mask up, stay safe. Those people were commenting at the CDC. Now, keep in mind, they've been getting their marching orders from people like the CDC. They're commenting at the CDC saying, let's not be hasty. You don't know who does and doesn't have the vaccine, CDC. I think you're sending the wrong message. I'm going to keep my mask on. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. I can't. I can't I can't share a community with those people. Right. I, I don't. And, and again, I'm trying to be as fair to to them as I can by saying, even if we are politically much different, we could still figure out a way to share a community. But if they are literally in the grips of psychosis from, as you put it, the trauma of 24 yeah. seven propaganda, then they're just they're just lost. Yeah. That's and that's I mean, actually how you get a caste system because that's the 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 government and the powers that be have done their part and they've they've gotten whatever it is they want to get out of it so they're letting go of it now but the people that are traumatized cannot let go it's like you know the soldier that gets sent off and gets PTSD yeah. um, they can't let go of it it's it's the same thing it's a PTSD basically from these people so now they want you know we're gonna have to wear our scarlet V for unvaccinated or something. You you should do that. I think. <laughs> you know, I, I I'll tell you what. Letter. <laughs> since, since you brought that up, I do actually like the analogy of wearing the scarlet V more than I like the analogy of like wearing the yellow star of David. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not I'm not opposed to that, and I'm not one of these one of these snowflakes who's like you're making an analogy that's not appropriate. Right. I don't. Far be it for me to not find something appropriate or not. But I just I just like the scarlet letter analogy more. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Um, so I actually want to end that point on this. So we actually had something from the census. So the 2020 census is in and and the results are in. And there are a list of states that are gaining representation because of the changes in populations versus states that are losing representation for exactly the same reason, because people have have left their state, and it's and it's such an interesting list, wouldn't you know? <laughs> I actually, I actually want to actually want to read off this list really. So first, really quickly, just for the, for the historians out there, after the 1790 census, each member of the house represented 34,000 residents. Today, each member of the house represents 761,169 people. There's representative government as it is known in this country is a complete farce because there's just no way that anyone can represent three quarters of a million people. You'd you'd have to be the worst schizophrenic to ever have lived. (laughs) There's in fact, there's no place you can, even in the deepest blue or red place in the country, there's no place in the country you can go where you, you circle the line out until you've reached a radius that contains three quarters of a million people. Yeah. And those people could be accurately represented as one body mm-hmm. by one person. It's just impossible. But anyway, the state of Texas is going to gain two seats in the House of Representatives. And mm-hmm. five other states are going to gain one seat apiece. Colorado, Florida, Montana, North Carolina, and Oregon. But there's seven states that are going to lose one seat each. Hmm. Check out this list of states that are losing one seat. Okay. Ca- California, Illinois, Michigan, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and then West Virginia. <laughs> what do a lot of those states have in common? They're bastions of freedom, Alan. Right? That's that's certainly a take. <laughs> what they are are authoritarian hellscapes. Right. That's what I meant. They are the they are the hardest left, like most like just acknowledged Marxist communist regimes right. are California, Illinois, Michigan, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. Many of those on that list, I abs- those are places I absolutely will not. I, I definitely would never live there. Yeah. I, I don't even want to go there. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to get killed by the police. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Quite possible. Um, and so I, I just want to end it with what an indictment 
that must be on the governors and on those states as a whole and how the authorities within that state have dealt with the lockdowns and the mandates resulting from the from the virus of unknown origin mm-hmm. um that you know you can look at approval ratings but voting voting on an approval poll from Rasmussen that's that's just a click of a button right anyone can do that right but when people vote with their feet yes that that's a much more deliberate concerted effort to signal yes because it can because it it can signal two things or, or perhaps both you can say that I'm leaving California to go to say Texas because I'm seeking opportunity or because I'm fleeing authoritarianism yes or it can be both, both yeah in in this case I would say it's 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 perhaps more the the latter but it's very likely both. Yeah. Uh, as both of us are people who have moved cross country several times it's it's mm -hmm. not easy and and so to do that it really must they're the incentives must be there so that that's one thing and then the other thing is these people you know they hate these people that the people that they want to get out of there are leaving but then you know that goes their tax base as well so it's that's interesting you know, we've talked before recently that what what we need to do is we need to we need to just like buy up a subdivision, like yes. not a big farm type thing. Just buy up a subdivision and develop a neighborhood yeah. where only us and the people we like live there. So us. And it'll be like our little private gated community. <laughs> right. And well, Lyle can live there. Yeah. And yeah. Celeste. We're basically we're just gonna go move in with the Meharis. That's basically yeah. what we're gonna do. <laughs> Get um, ready. I think we should do that. No, yeah. I by the way, I'm not talking about the Free State Project. That's a quite literally retarded. Yeah. Um. And I, because I'm not getting involved in politics. And two, why would I go live up there? It's cold. It's cold. If it goes below 73, I'd frankly not like to attend. Yeah. I mean, we kind of don't want to live here anymore because it goes below that. But so I think we should we should go down to Yuli in Florida, <laughs> where the Meharis are, and buy up a subdivision, and we'll all we'll all go there. Yeah. So let us know in the chat how much you're going to give for us. So you just go, so you, so you just go to patreon.com slash Alan Mosley or go to my PayPal and you type in 999-999-99 and put in your card information. <laughs> and then we will move down to the private community with the Meharis. Right. And we will send for you. Yeah. send. We'll send messages of hope <laughs> as we are what to do. I mean, if you've ever seen this show, you know. Yeah, you do. Guys, we're going to take a commercial break on that. We will be right back to talk a little bit more about uh, CDC nonsense vaccines and a popular libertarian appearing on the Joe Rogan podcast right after this break. back to the show i know that twitter and the liberty sphere was a buzz because uh the popular libertarian comedian dave smith was on the joe rogan podcast and it, and, it, and it's a big deal yeah. that someone like that was on rogan and he was talking about his beliefs and all that stuff and but then rogan was trending on twitter following up after that because some controversial things were said about how to deal with the pandemic and whether or not to get the jab. So we've actually got a clip from the show. Go ahead and play that. I think clip. you should get vaccinated if you're vulnerable. I think you should get vaccinated if you feel like you're, my parents are vaccinated. I've encouraged a lot of people to give, and people say, "Do you think it's safe to get vaccinated?" I've said, "Yeah, I think for the most part it's safe to get vaccinated. I do, I do." But if you're like 21 years old and you say to me, "Should I get vaccinated?" I, I go, "No." Yeah. You're, are you healthy? Are you a healthy person? 
Like, look, don't do anything stupid, but you should take care of yourself. You yeah. should, if you're if you're a healthy person and you're exercising all the time and you're young and you're eating well, and like, I don't think you need to worry about this. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. But there's a uh, lot of jobs that will tell you you need to have this. Well, that's what's but starting to happen now. People are worried about them doing it for their children. And we talked about this earlier, yeah. that the, 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 you might have to have your, your children vaccinated. And you know, I can tell you as someone who's both, both my children got the, va the, the virus, it was nothing. I mean, I hate to say that if someone's children died from this, I'm very sorry that that happened. I'm not... I'm not in any way diminishing that, but I'm saying the personal experience that my children had with COVID was nothing. One of the kids had a headache. The other one didn't feel good for a couple of days. Yeah. Like, maybe, I mean, not feel good, like, mm, like no, no big deal. No coughing, right. no, no, no achy, no, like, in agony. There was none of that. It was very mild. It was, it was akin to them getting a cold. Yeah, and you can have this thing where it's like you were saying this virtue signaling and this kind of like theatrical display of I get the vaccine, what a good person I am, I care about everyone. But you're like, look, I'm, I'm, my daughter's a lot younger than your kids, but I'm like, yeah, I'm not injecting my daughter with something to fucking virtue signal. Right. Like, I'm not doing that. Right. If there's something that she's of no risk, statistically has no risk from, right. I'm sorry, I'm not taking any experiment uh, on her in that. And that's that's my attitude But it's it. amazing that that's controversial. Yeah. That even saying that, I'm not going to inject my child with the vaccine, is controversial. Yeah. It's crazy. Because, again, we are not talking about even the flu that we just found out killed 22,000 people last year. We're not talking about that. Right. We're talking about something that is not statistically dangerous for children but yeah. yet people still want you to get your child vaccinated which is crazy to me yeah like you should be vaccinated if you are vulnerable you should so it's so interesting that in that clip they actually talk about well why is this controversial and they talk about the data they talk about the statistics of you know statistically speaking i mean this 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 illness has, you know, like 0.001% risk to people under, I mean, and they're talking about young, healthy people. Right. I mean, even basically anyone under 65 is, is practically not at serious risk. Right. Uh, and especially if you're healthy and, and Joe Rogan specifically says that if you're young, if you're healthy, if you don't fit into those at risk categories, then no, you shouldn't feel pressured to do this, but it shouldn't be controversial to for a parent to say i'm making that decision for my child of course as as far as statements and, and of course our people would say well and, and then as well there's just tons of data to back up this the totally it's it's rational right. it's a totally rational position that you just heard on that program mm -hmm. but i tell you some people did take a lot of exception <laughs> with it yeah. and that is that is the oligarchy and big tech and all the blue check marks on Twitter right. and corporate media outfits and people like Vice. So Vice actually wrote an article that was targeting Joe Rogan, saying that this was medical misinformation. They should de they he should be deplatformed. That should be banned from Spotify because he said those things. Um, and and I also just can't and the, and these aren't necessarily related issues. But I also happen to see on Twitter this morning, you know, Tucker Carlson must go. Hashtag Tucker Carlson must go. Right. And I just, look, I'm not a fan of Tucker Carlson and I'm not really a huge fan of Joe Rogan either. I certainly don't endorse everything either of them say, mm -hmm. but I just couldn't help but notice that <laughs> Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson, whether you like it or not, right. he is the highest rated cable news show Correct. in America. Yeah. I mean, by far. Yeah. And whether you love Joe Rogan or not, because I mean, let's be fair. Most of the time he's talking to a fighter who can barely speak right. English and he's talking about trying DMT. Right. But <laughs> but he is by an enormous margin the most popular podcast in the world of podcasting. Yes. And and on on net, of course, Tucker's on Fox News, but even Joe Rogan, I don't think Joe Rogan calls himself a Republican by any stretch, but on net right-wing people generally subscribe to him more than left right the left this is what they do the left can't compete mm -hmm. with people like that whether whether it's because all you plebs are just too stupid to know any better and you're listening to 
these false prophets, whatever whatever the reason is, right. the fact of the matter is, is they lead their respective fields. And the left can't seem to compete with them. Just can't seem to. I, I, right. They just they just can't seem to. I right. can't I can't figure out why you don't love Rachel Maddow. I just can't figure it out. Just can't seem to. But since they can't compete with them, they need to bring them down. Yes. If you if you if you can't beat them, ban them. Like that's that's what you that's how the yeah. left operates. Absolutely. And. Actually, wanted to bring up one guy in particular. There's, there's a lot of like I could make my top ten list of my absolute most hated pundits and journalists on in the corporate media. Uh, Don Lemon would be on that list. Mm. Um, uh, Cuomo would be on that list. Fredo, um, Brian Stelter of MSNBC, he would be on that list. And Brian Stelter has taken a lot of exception to what Rogan and Dave Smith talked about on the show. And um, he was talking about how, you know, obviously Rogan's incorrect. Obviously, he's not following the science. All those target buzzwords. But, but, but specifically, he was making, he just point blank was saying, I know better than Rogan. Therefore, and I'm in the media. So you should be getting your health advice from me. You should not be taking health advice from this Joe Rogan, this charlatan who's right. just a podcast. He's just a podcaster, you guys. And he's not informed on the issue, so you shouldn't be listening to him. So Brian Stelter, who for the for the rest of this program, because he's a propagandist, we're going to call him the Pillsbury prop boy. Go ahead and pull up that picture right there. So, I, and I'm really, by the way, I'm really talking to the men out there. Western men, who would you rather be? Would you rather look like Joe Rogan or would you rather look like Brian Stelter? Who, who of those two guys are you going to take like diet and nutrition advice from? <laughs> and Rogan's nipples look like they could tear old uh, Pillsbury prop boy over there to pieces. His nipples alone. I think he actually stores his steroids there. <laughs> They're super hard. <laughs> By the way, I'm not saying that you're supposed to look exactly like Joe Rogan, and and he's had some right. help. By the way, right, right. I, if anyone's pissing hot, it's Joe Rogan, right? As 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 we say. But I don't think any. Did you know? Looking at Brian Stelter right there, <laughs> and, I, and I know I already told you the answer, but looking at Brian Stelter right there, how old do you think he is? I mean, I would have guessed early 40s, maybe. So Rogan is 53, and Stelter's 35. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't think that old uh, Seltzer could even look like in his dreams. He can't dream of looking like Joe Rogan. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So that's actually that's starting to disturb me a little bit. So let's get that up. Let's let's cl let's close that. They almost look, look like they could anymore. be related in some weird, strange way. I think they should settle it in the octagon myself. Oh, I'd love to see that fight. Something. So I wanted I wanted to end uh, end the show or in I guess in the segment this week uh, with with one other little story. Um, a, a good friend of mine was was telling me a story that he was having just he was just having a beer and a chit chat with uh, a buddy of his, and his buddy definitely leans politically left, and it's not that he's like a hardcore Karen. What's the male of a Karen? A Kyle. I Kyle. Yeah. It's not, it's not like he's a hardcore Kyle. But it's 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 that. But he's he's obeying the rules, mm -hmm. right? That's what he does. He, the authority said to do the thing. You do the thing. So he's a conservative. And, <laughs> 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 no, he's a leftist. Ah. But I but I repeat myself. Right. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. So this so he was telling the story about his friend, and his friend's uh, father had passed away recently. And his father was very old, like I think north of 90. So, you know, people north of 90 tend to die more often than wow. not. Yeah. So, um, but his father died and, and presumably complications from the virus of unknown origin may have played a factor in his death. Mm -hmm. But again, the man was 90 something years right. old. And of course, one can be devastated that a loved one has passed, but... He wasn't just devastated. He felt guilt. And, and so he was, he was telling my friend, I feel guilty that my father has died because, he, because presumably he died of complications. And he said, my friend, I've, I did everything right. I followed all the rules, but I killed my father. 
Aww. Because he because he blames himself for perhaps having given his father the thing. Jeez. And that's so sad. Um, like it, it's it's so it's a similar story to the story I shared in the last segment where I'm frustrated by that because I think to myself, why are you listening to these monsters? Why are you taking your marching orders from people who are known liars and monsters and thieves and murderers and everything else? Um, but now I just feel more sad than I do frustrated or angry about it because yeah. because i think you so obviously any any person who was any friend of this of this man would say you sir you didn't kill your father right he 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 died because he he died he was very elderly but even if he did die quite directly from the thing that's what killed him you yes. didn't you're not responsible for all the atoms in the air mingling around with the other atoms you're not responsible for that you're only responsible for you and in so much that perhaps you did take precautions then you did the best you could but right. but it still wouldn't matter it's still not your fault and it goes back to what we had discussed in the last segment about they could flip the switch tomorrow and all of this can be wiped from the news. You can never hear the thing announced on Twitter or Facebook ever again. They could get rid of all those stupid little warnings on your posts. Right. The, the, the death tracker can be deleted from CNN. And, and they can say, all right, plebs, get back to work. We got to rebound on this economy because mm -hmm. the midterms will be here before you know it. Right. They can do that. But people who are gripped in this fear, in this psychosis, the way the ladies in my, in the last segment and the way that this poor gentleman is that flipping that switch won't help them. They're still going to feel this nightmare in They've internalized it. it yes. They've personalized it. They're, they're a part of it and they feel that they are, they, that they are making actionable change either for good or ill. Right. And, I just I just plead with you guys if you're if you're hearing me that if if that sounds like you you that's not yeah. that's not that's not realistic that is not supported by the data and you should not be judging yourself so yeah. harshly and if that sounds like someone that you know or care about you you if it's someone you want to keep in your life you're going to have to figure out a way to reach that person right. and tell them that this cannot consume you, and I know that you have been propagandized to to make your every living, breathing moment judged and and accommodated by this phenomenon. But you can't. Do, not only can you not do it, but when the next one comes down around the bend, and it will, mm -hmm. you have to remember how ridiculous all of this turned out to be so that you're not taken for a ride when it happens again. Yeah. It's, it's sort of the height of, you know, what we talk about being in the West and being so comfortable that we're complacent. It's sort of the height of that sort of Western privilege, if you will, um, that mm -hmm. we believe that everybody should live forever. And if they don't, it's somehow our fault because our government told us it was like, it, it's really sad. I mean, it's terrible. It, it's, it is monstrous. Oh, it's our government now, is it, Sherry? Yeah, well, not our government, but, you know, the government. It, it, it is a government. Yes. <laughs> it certainly is. Correct. That's what I have to say about it. It certainly is. Yeah. Guys, we're going to be back to wrap up the show right after this. Stick around. <laughs> Hi guys, it's Alan here, and I want to take a moment to let you know about one of our supporters who started a new business. Laura Moreau sells 50 different health and wellness all-natural products, from weight loss, supplements, energy enhancers, body toning, longer and stronger hair, and so much more. Do you like coffee? Well, they even have coffee that'll help you drop some pounds. And who doesn't want to drop a few pounds? Go check her out at her online store at lauramoreau.itworks.com today. That's lauramoreau.itworks.com. Like our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash Alan Mosley TV. 
You can follow me on Twitter. That's twitter.com at alanmosleytv. Subscribe to our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash alanmosleytv. Guys, also, don't forget, if you're tired of big tech censoring free speech, such as programs like ours, don't just complain about it, do something about it by supporting a decentralized platform such as Odyssey. You can find us at odyssey.com. You can just search It's Too Late with Alan Mosley or Alan Mosley TV. Go give us a follow. Get your views over there. We're actually monetized over there, so you're doing us a favor and getting all the great content on a platform that is not YouTube. If you'd like to listen to podcasts more than view late-night shows, you can now listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, thanks to Anchor FM. Go over to anchor.fm. It's too late with Alan Mosley. It's, it's Alan Mosley TV. Go give us a follow. Type in 999-999.99. Hit enter. Card information. You can't go wrong. Sherry! Yeah. Do you have a final thought? I do. Skepticism. Have healthy doses of skepticism about everything the bastards tell you. It, you know, it's the difference. We, we don't have time for another whole segment, but it's the, it's the difference between what people understand open-mindedness to be. Mm. A lot of people think that if you're not listening to the authorities and you believe whatever you believe, you're not being open-minded enough to explore reality. Right. But that's but that's actually the opposite. Yeah. They're not open-minded enough to, to even take one half of a step off of the three-by-five card of allowable opinion as as old wood says so so the fact that you take what the state says is gospel and you're not willing to look at any of the data any of the charts to even to to even allow people like a joe rogan a different opinion tells me actually you're the closed-minded one correct so uh correct (laughs) so on that note guys thank you so much and we will see you 